You're listening to the Underground Show, a podcast inspired by creators and made for creators to openly talk about their struggles and motivations to pursue their passion. My name is AP, and I'm the creator of the Underground Media. And I want to welcome you to the Underground Show, the number one podcast in the world. I have a special guest with us today. I interviewed this guest uh, a couple months ago. I'll say three, four months. I felt it was a really, really short interview, and I wanted to bring him back because there, I felt there was more that I could learn about him because that interview really, um, really resonated mm-hmm. in me. And ladies and gentlemen, we have OFMDK. Did I say it right? Almost OFMDK. <laughs> you <laughs> almost had it. <laughs> only for my bag. For my bag only, right? Yeah, only for my only bag. Only for my bag. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you all good. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Ooh, okay. <laughs> doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, no problem. Is, uh, how you been? I've been good. I've just been trying to stay focused, you know. Um... Dealing with the trials and errors, you know, growing with life, letting life grow me, you know. It's been how many uh, months since uh, last? I did tell you of the woo wop. Did I yeah, say it right? Yeah, well, the I said it right show. this time. I go. I saw you uh, for the first. Well, first time that I I was like up and close, mm-hmm. it, it not like an like a street because the four one four one five. Yeah, it was like a street and everything, but it was the first time that I seen you perform mm-hmm. up close, and wow. <laughs> Every time I, I, I see an artist that I see perform, I always, I always go like, wow. Because <laughs> it's different. It's, it, artists are so freaking different when it comes to, like, the audience. Mm. When you are, on, on, like, there and when yeah. you're, like, sitting here. Yeah. Right? It's like you bring your whole energy. Yeah. So how do you I, do that? I mean, personally, I'm not going to lie. I'm still, I'm still learning when it comes to, like, crowd control and things like that. But... I just try to have fun as much as possible. Like, when I first started rapping, when I first got into music, when we was doing performances, like, my first performance, I was, like, 16, 17. Or I was probably, like, 15, if anything. But I was in a group called The Young Kings. I think I explained about The Young Kings uh, our last interview. But during that process, like, our first show, I never performed a day in my life. Like, our first show, we performed at, like, a school or something. But it was, like, a bunch of people there. And I'm covering the mic with my whole hand. You can barely hear me, but I'm yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling, but so it's kind of reaching out to people, but it's still muffled. Mm. But it's like after that moment and my uncle put me to the side, he was like, you gave a great performance, but you just got to move your hand. Like mm. get your hand off the mic, let people hear you. And to this day, I still cover the mic a little bit. <laughs> it's it's like me. Like this is this is technically this is the third, um, uh, fourth episode actually because mm. I shoot one. But it was like I'm not used to being in front of the camera. Yeah. And and, and I get shy and I, I don't know what that. to do with my hands. I <laughs> I'm like moving that. it. Nah, I'm still working on this. Believe it or not, like I'm I can like make like I seem like the most social person and the active person, but in reality I'm like really um I'm really to myself as much as possible. Yeah. Like I I don't know if you believe in like the uh what's some things called uh 
the zodiac signs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm an Aquarius. I think my moon is like a Cancer. My rising is a Libra or something like that. One of those two. But with me being an Aquarius, I'm heavily on the word nonchalant. So, like, certain things, like, I'll be quiet, I'll be to myself. If there's big things going on, my body is not reacting. Like, I just be chilling. And so, music has been, like, that that outlet to help me become more social, to help me be more out there. Because it's, like, I don't know, kind of forces you to be around people. It kind of forces you to understand people and to understand yourself. Because, like, without... I don't know, without music, I really wouldn't know myself either because the people I met through music helped me learn myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Music brings everybody together. Everybody together. It's because like sports. Of, because of music and because of what artists brings uh, to the table, mm-hmm. I got the chance to meet you. Mm-hmm. I got the chance to meet um, Ozer, Kylie J, Afterthought. Uh, Professor Fella Cable. Fella. <laughs> and the fella fella. <laughs> All folks. You know, music doesn't Lay have off. any gender or music brings you together. That part. Biggest mistake I ever made is I used to, when SoundCloud was really popping, when I was getting into music, I used to. SoundCloud back in the day was big. SoundCloud was crazy. If you are an artist, SoundCloud mm. was the place to go. SoundCloud was crazy. Yep. And it was a point in time where I had this, um, I used to be in the studio every day when I was, like, 16 to 17. That's, like, the biggest time period for me, the pivotal time period. But from 16 to 17, I used to be in the studio every day. I'd be the first one there, last one to leave type of stuff. And it was, I recorded any type of song. It didn't matter. I didn't hold back on anything. But it was a song that I did, uh, I remixed. It was by Lil Durk and Dej Love called Beyonce or My Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I flipped it. Instead of saying My Beyonce, I said Shorty My Rihanna. But how I did it, <laughs> I did it how, like, I put, like, my twist on it. Because, like, at the time, I used to listen to Tory Lanez heavy. And his mm-hmm. singing used to be, like, it's like a deep, uh, deep melodic, melatonin, not melatonin, but <laughs> melodic <laughs> sound. So I used to, like, play with that a lot. And I, a lot of people messed with it. And there was a couple other songs I used to, I did that, too. But I just was, like, someone told me, like, nah, those songs ain't pap. And that one person telling me them songs ain't pap, I deleted it damn near my half my SoundCloud and just kept like two, three songs. And then to this day, I still have people, why you take that song down? I want to hear that. Or that song used to slap when um, I was in high school. I miss, I, I wish I could still hear it now. But like, damn. It have to be something with you not believing in that as much? I just didn't believe in myself back then. Uh. Like, like, to be honest with you, like when I was first getting into music, like I've always been in groups, like my first getting into music, I was in, my first group was the Young Kings. After that, it was strictly into the five, and then I was on my own. But even my dabbling when I was with the five, because I dropped that song either, I think I dropped that with the Young Kings. I did, yeah, I was putting those songs out, like, while I was still with the Young Kings. But it's like, when you're in a group, and it's like, it's stuff you see in movies and shit, and I'm not, no shade to anybody, you feel me? I love y'all still, y'all know my brothers, all that shit. But when you're in a group and it's like a lot of shit going on, it'd be like it's hard for you to do solo shit because folks be feeling like some some type of way sometimes. It'd be like, all right, he's doing that type of shit, but it, well, I, what about me? If you remember, um, Justin Timberlake was going to do a solo with Michael Jackson, mm. but he was on the, what was the name of the group that he was with? I forgot. 
Well, he was, you know, he was on a group yeah. and he couldn't do the solo with Michael Jackson. And that's, that was when Michael Jackson was, was big. like big. See? And it'd be like, it's like the littlest things. Yep. And it'd be like, but it, understanding, like, even during that time, I didn't understand why it was so serious to folks. Mm-hmm. Like, nowadays I understand, like, it's a group, you feel me? It's a team thing. There's no mm-hmm. I in team. But at the same time, in the area that we are now, Migos is a team, mm. but you can see Quavo go split off and do a song now with somebody else. Now you else. see it more. Yeah, you and see then, yeah. The, the reaches out, the reach outs. But at that time, what really caught me off guard is like the quote that I am an artist and I'm sensitive about my sh- mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a real quote. Like, especially, like I said, when you're in a group, mm-mm. if everyone's not on the same page, on the same accord, if you're trying to step out, Nah, you're going to get boxed back in. It's like crabs in a bucket. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is like crabs in a bucket. If it's not communication or understanding, it might not go the way that you want to go, regardless if you want to experiment or anything. So if you're going to take that jump, and if anybody in the group right now, y'all got little headbutts or whatever going on, if you want to take that jump, take that jump, but understand there's no safety net under you. And that's one of the things that groups need to, nor- like you said, the Migos. We mm-hmm. have Cuevo and, you know, everybody. I think, is it Cuevo? I think Cuevo. 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 Cuevo's more, he's, is he the one that ma- that's making more noise? Um, I really was, personally, I say Offset's making more noise. Oh, Offset, yeah. yeah. Offset, oh, Cardi B's Cardi husband. B, yeah. yeah, because Cuevo of Cardi B. Cuevo made more noise when it was like, no shade. But yeah. Quavo made more noise <laughs> before the Sweetie situation. Yeah. He was a little bit more hot. And but now because Offset had a Mary oh, Cardi And his, Offset got a crazy <laughs> flow. Like, I ain't gonna lie. When I hear the Migos, mm-hmm. I don't be, I, don't, I care for all of them. Like, all Pat. But I'll be waiting for that all set verse. But it's that, <laughs> that that even if they're on the group, they 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 do their own thing. Yeah. And they already normalize of okay, you're gonna be you're gonna be doing this. Yeah. The other guy's gonna be doing that, and honestly, we're just gonna support each other. The biggest uh moment that happened with him, remember uh Bad and Bougie? Remember the song Bad and Bougie? Yep. Remember when they did the interview with Joe Budden? And Joe mm-hmm. Budden was like, "How does it? F- no, uh, it wasn't Joe. It was Academics. Academics was like." How does it feel to uh, take off? How does it feel to be left off bad and bougie? Mm-hmm. I'm not left off bad and bougie. I still get paid for the song. My name is Migos. So that, is, is, that is that why they have beef? Who uh, Joe Budden and them? <laughs> yeah. um, it was because how he walked off. I don't think that's why they got beef. But but when they were doing that interview and he walked off. Yeah, how he walked <laughs> off. Like he was like, hurry up, wrap the interview up. He cut off one of the Migos and it yeah. was talking, and then he threw the mic. I ain't gonna lie. As an artist, if I'm getting interviewed, then it's like, oh, I'm getting rushed out of everything it's, now. It's just, just respectful. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like me telling you, hey, um, can you wrap it up? Because we got to go. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't be disrespectful. Like, what he did was, like, he kind of, like, he told them to wrap it up, and it was like, chill, all right, wrap it up then. Like, it's good. We ain't tripping. But it's like, as he's wrapping it up, get up, throw the mic. Oh, like, yeah. You basically just said, F the interview. So, mm-hmm. as an artist, you saying F the interview, you saying F me. That's mm-hmm. how... That's how I would take it as an artist. I don't know if that's how they took it. It looked like that's how they took it. Yeah. But but anyways, they we need to, uh, well, the groups need uh, to normalize that. That there's uh, times that everybody want to do their own thing. Yeah. And it, it helps the groups as well. Cause, Definitely helps Because let's say you're an underground group 
and mm. one of the persons like the singers rapper mm. um makes a song it hits it gets big exactly. it help you grow right that's the definition of a team and that's why i love like i always go give credit to my uncle my tt shout out rich shout out danielle but that's why i love the stuff that like the energy and the wisdom that they put out it's like everything is a team and it'd be like Folks who don't think about the team part, who don't really be like, all right, who always think me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. You don't really pay attention to understand you're isolating yourself out. And so the team aspect, when one person wins, everybody wins. Because that person going to keep shining, and that's going to put light on that person. That person going to put light onto another person. And all everybody going to do is keep asking questions, who, who, who. Mm-hmm. And if y'all work with each other, like, come on. It's one thing I always uh, understood as an artist. If... My brother's about to blow up. Say my brother uh, making music. He's about to blow up right now. He blows up. He gets famous. Say you a new fan. You just come across his music, and you just keep seeing my name fe- like featured on his songs. You're going to be like, all right, obviously this artist has like a relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. They're friends. He liked this person. Cool, whatever. I'm going to start listening to this person's music, see what they got. You go to that person's catalog. Then you're going to find another artist in that catalog. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, within, what, an hour, maybe 30-some minutes, you didn't came across five new artists that you never heard, but then they slap harder than the artists that you, you know, hear on the radio every day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you never know. It's that team aspect. It's a tree. Everyone's seen Jordan shining, but when Jordan was shining, who else they seen? They also had to see Scotty. They also mm-hmm. had to see, um, what you call it, Steve Kerr. They also had to see, uh, let me not forget the name. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot his name. Y'all know who I'm talking about, though. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, with the blonde hair, y'all also had to see him coming aggressive (laughs) in the paint every time. Like, you always had to see who's going to be who. You know, the star Mm -hmm. is not one star on a team. Every team team has a starting five. Every team has a six-man. Every team has a bench. Even the people on the bench are stars. They're just waiting for their time to shine. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we need to normalize that. And always, um, you always have to have a team. Yes, always have a team always. and make a right team. Yep. Don't have a bunch of yes men around you. It's, I really just learned this a couple of days ago. When it comes to me, when it comes to me making music, it's dangerous to have a yes man around you. I hate it. And and you think it's gonna help you, but it's don't, not helping you. Don't especially not it's like, you. especially like for me right now. Like I'm in, the, like I said, um, I'm in the middle of working on a project, so it's like. I record, I can send, I got multiple group chats. And if I send, like, four songs to one group chat, all I'm going to get is thumbs up, some fire emojis. That ain't helping me. Mm-hmm. Y'all not telling me no feedback. But if I send these songs to the engineer or the producer who just helped put the song together and they listen to it, they're going to hit me back. Like, hey, like one of my producers, uh, Young and Noble, he hit me up. I sent him a song, that he, a beat. Uh, he sent me a beat. I made a song to it. I sent him back to it. And I'm like, all right, I feel like this is going on a project because I like my verse, personally. Mm-hmm. The hook is in, but I like my verse. He hit me back, like, I'm going to keep it a band with you. This ain't him. I don't know what it is. I don't know if the auto-tune off, what's going on. But we got to hit the drawing board one more time. Text him back, bruh, I love you. Thank you. Mm. What What do you mean? Be um, Elaborate for me. What do you, What? If, what is missing? What do I need? What are you not hearing? What are you hearing too much? Mm. Because as an artist... And especially as an upcoming artist, you don't really hit get to hear too much um, feedback from people, like and especially if it's like 
like the thing with me, I don't know, like I know where I'm at as an artist. Mm-hmm. I know like my vision of where I see myself, how I'm gonna get there and everything like that. But at the time where I didn't know and I was just hitting everybody up, like, all right, can you repost this for me? Can you do this for me? I remember I sent uh someone something and I was like, Can you repost this to me? Or repost for this uh, repost this for me <laughs> and they hit me back. They was like, Bro, I don't need to do that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you don't need to do that for me? Bro, you good now. Like you got ten K followers, you do but I don't mean nothing. Not- Followers, uh, people are confusing followers with supporters. People confuse Fol- followers follow- Yeah. So, I don't know if you follow, like, YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. and Because t- they, they did a um, YouTube ver- versus um, TikTok. Mm-hmm. And they thought that they would be selling a lot of tickets for the boxing match. Mm-hmm. Because they they each grossed, like, a 100 million followers. Yeah. But it was a flop. Yeah. Right? People People tend to confuse that. So I don't like I used I used to have a friend. Mm-hmm. I used to have a friend. <laughs> he um I was becoming a yes sir around him. Mm. And that's because I once tried to be honest and that person stopped talking to me for like two days. That's weird. Yeah. And he he, he got really, really mad at me. Mm. And instead of he used to do music mm-hmm. and instead of me like being, Hey, I think you should switch it up a bit. I think you should do this. Um, I just decided, like, hey, yo, you know what? I, I like your music. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. And like situations like that, regardless on how people may feel, and I'm I'm probably the <laughs> I'm probably the biggest asshole in the world because I say this <laughs> I say this sentence probably eight times a day. If you know me, you know me. I say it eight times. But excuse me for cussing. But fuck your feelings. Like I say that to a lot of people. I say that to a lot of um. A lot of close people in my life, and not only to be mean to them and stuff like that, but on reality terms, the world don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care if you, if as an artist, if you have a bad song, you have a bad song. You will want to know if you have a bad song. Mm-hmm. Last thing you want to do is get on stage and have a bunch of like you said, uh, yes men around you, pumping your head up, letting you know, are you this hard? This hard? This hard? You get your first show or you get on stage and you perform in front of all these people and either you got stones in the crowd just staring at you or you getting booed for real. Mm-hmm. And I, me personally, I haven't been booed yet. <laughs> I'm going to say oh, yet because, well, you know, I that's never going to happen. Anything. <laughs> I've seen your performance. Um, yeah. I can assure you it's never going to happen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, it's, it's every time I see you perform, it's been two times already. Mm-hmm. And I hope I, I get to see you more. It's like it's a whole different vibe, but yeah. If that. if and, and, and that's a that's a good point. If you have yes uh, men around you mm-hmm. when it comes when it comes to you showing what everybody's selling, you're so great. You mm-hmm. might as well get boo, and right on stage, you mm-hmm. never know what can happen. They're so preparing you to crash out. Yeah, it's and that's that's the saying in the hood, and that's saying in the streets is crap being a crash dummy. You feel me? You you so like how. Uh, Meek Mill said in his uh, interview, he was talking about the young bulls in his area. He was like, they all were crashed out for anything. You know, a little bit of fame, a little bit of clout, a chain, a couple dollars, some sneakers. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll crash out and be like, as an artist, you can still be a crash dummy. And the way it is, is literally not perfecting your team. You can have a thousand people behind you. Like, how's the interview just me and you? Mm-hmm. How many interviews you see on uh, YouTube? 
or um, Breakfast Club, Adam. Oh, Twenty One Jumper. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> um, you got them, and there's be like a thousand niggas in the background mm-hmm. smoking weed, drinking, woo doo doo, and the artist be sitting in the chair just like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you be feeling confident. But take all them niggas away, that artist gonna be sitting in that chair like. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. That's mm-hmm. their confidence. Mm-hmm. That's their they team is a bunch of yes men. That's They're gonna tell them, you, you hard, bro. Like, don't let them tell you anything. They gonna knock you. You mm-hmm. right, bro. I'm, I am hard, bro. AKA Takashi Six Nine. That mm. situation had a bunch of yes men behind him. You hard. You hard. You hard. But when things went left, they well, went they left. <laughs> yes. Then when it wasn't on his side, when we seen him back on the Breakfast Club, Takashi wasn't the same blood. You feel me? Now he mm-hmm. had glasses on. Nice uh, polo button up, mm-hmm. spinning in a chair like, you know. He just didn't know what he to didn't do. didn't know what to do. Yep. Don't be a crash dummy as an artist. Know yourself, know your role, know your position, know how to be who you're going to be, and understand you have to see it and believe it first. You can't let nobody tell you where you're going to be. If you ain't seeing it, nobody's going to see it. Big facts. Yep. And w- the difference about having self-confidence uh, and telling yourself that you are capable of doing anything you want mm-hmm. versus having people around you telling you, oh, you did great, versus people telling you, even if it's I- if your music was trash or you could have changed something, mm-hmm. versus people saying, oh, you know what, it was amazing. Yeah. Right? There's It's a whole difference on that. Having self-confidence, like you have a lot of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And I can tell, I can really tell when the, the way that you carry yourself, the way mm. that you speak. I can see that you have, but you came here alone, mm. right? You don't need you don't need people to um, certify you. Yeah. Say, hey, you are worth this. Uh, or it, like you said, even if you make music, you send it to people who, um, because you want to know the truth. Yeah. You don't want them to be like, oh, it was the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. When you could have just said, hey, maybe if we change this, I don't know, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. I did an interview for Backhead. Um, I think it was the second episode. And I as I just started doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any experience doing this. Mm-hmm. And Backhead was the second the second um, person I, I did. Mm-hmm. And Ulcer was like, I, I there, was some, there was something wrong with the video that I did with Ulcer. Mm. I lost the whole footage because it was mm. the first time I did it. And yeah. I had to edit it on my phone to mm. whatever I could, could get and yeah. rescue. And he's like, yeah. And I explained to him and he understood because there's nothing to criticize there because it was out of my hands. Yeah. And he understood that. Backhead, I, I told him, okay, here's the, here's the, in, do you know Backhead? Uh, no. Yeah, he, um, he's a, a producer. Okay. And and I show it to Backhead and he was like, "Oh, I love it. It was amazing. It was amazing um on the on the on another side. I mm. think you you would have you make it a little bit repetitive. You I think you could would have changed this and I think you you should have moved this here and I love that. Mm-hmm. And I really love that because I just started doing this. Yeah. And I knew I Personally, I knew that I would have done better, yeah. but it's good to hear it from the artists that I do it. Mm-hmm. I don't take it personally. I take it as a learning lesson. Yeah. So what I did with what he gave me, I implemented on my third interview. Yeah. 
And so that's how I started getting better and better and better. And I'm, I'm still not on the level where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But because of what he said to me, it was like, oh, mm, he's absolutely right. right. But that's the difference between saying, oh, it's good, but it sucks. Yeah. There's a line as well to have that criticism. Because he, he knew uh, well where to say it. Like it was, he pointed, first he pointed that positive part, yeah. right? And then it came, I think you should have done this differently. Creative criticism. Yes. I think there was, there's a, a thin line that also we need to uh, make sure we don't cross it. Um, when it comes to stuff like that, always know like family going to be harder. Like family is so much harder to um, impress. Or at least I, I don't know. I just feel like that. Cause like even with me, when it comes to like dropping songs, making certain songs, how I look at it when it comes to music, especially when I drop projects, each project I ever put out, I only put out two projects so far. One was on SoundCloud and one was on all streaming platforms. But um, each of one, I made sure I did one song dedicated to a particular person. First one, I dedicated um, a song to my mom. Uh, her favorite song, her favorite artist was Natalie Cole. Natalie Cole, I believe she passed away 2017, 2016, something like that. And uh, she has a song called This Will Be the Everlasting Love. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know how to sing it for real, <laughs> but I flipped it for her. I had a producer. I uh, shout out Adiemi. I have uh, Adiemi sample I, it. I hear a lot about Adiemi. Adiemi, go right? hard. I'm going to go to Adiemi next week, yeah. too. I hear about him a lot. Oh, yeah, you got to get him on this, too. Yeah. Adiemi, fella, fella, understand, I'm going to send this interview, and I'm going to send the other interviews to your DM, uh-huh. and you need to come here. <laughs> she needs to hear your greatness, my guy. You you hear it here first. Come on, my guy. You need to come here. And I'm going to see you next week for that session, my <laughs> guy. <laughs> but You should come here before I become famous. Definitely. <laughs> you feel me? Don't wait. Yep. <laughs> but um, I had him sample... Uh, that song and we put it out called Tell Me and that video did numbers too and then a song that song did 100,000 streams on uh <laughs> on Spotify and I didn't even know wasn't paying attention to the numbers and I checked one day it was like last year two years ago and I checked and it was like 100,000 I'm like say less I got comfortable <laughs> which fucked me up but I was like say less that's good <laughs> and then last year um, my project I recently re- released called True Story I did a song for my pops for me. It's like a band named Maze. Mm. And they have a song called Celebration. And I flipped it, had them sample it, and I called it Celebrate or Celebrate. I misspelled it with my goofy ass. Yeah. <laughs> for those who. Did you did you did it on purpose? No, that's what I just said. I misspelled it. For those who know, <laughs> now y'all know, y'all can see it. I'm saying it here. I'm human. <laughs> I misspelled it. What? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pay attention. I was <laughs> typing fast, and I remember dropping that project was such a hassle for me. But it was so it was so much fun. It was a great first experience because, like I said, the first project I dropped was on SoundCloud. That's nothing but just making a playlist. Mm. But when it comes to dropping on all streaming platforms, and you are the independent machine behind it, mm. you oh my god, nights, mornings. Falling off of work <laughs> just to get that stuff out, just to get that stuff done. Wow. But that's to let you know how much important that is. Like you feel me? I missed money to try to make money. You feel me? Take money to make money. And that's and that's and that's the reason why I started doing the underground artists of first uh, season one. If you guys haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. I watched that. Is because I wanted 
to know what's behind the artist, behind Instagram, mm -hmm. behind mm -hmm. Spotify. I want to know their struggles, and that's why one of the questions is always, and every single one had the question of, mm. um, have you given up before? Or what? Mm. what's your biggest um, struggles? Because I want to know, because for me, as, as uh, a pretty much a producer of what I do, um, it's hard. It's mm. if you have to edit, you have to do this, and then we put up the video, we put up the music, and it's like, oh, everyone's like, okay, but there's there's a story behind everything mm. we post. There's a story behind every music you post. There's like mm -hmm. nights, no sleep. Every time, like uh, sacrificing birthdays, sacrificing mm -hmm. family, mm -hmm. sacrificing sleeps. Um, I don't know. It's it, it just gets hard, and that's why I always say, support your underground artists. Mm -hmm. Support them if they release some music. Um, oh, fuck with that them. Shit. Fuck <laughs> with that song. Listen to that song because you have no idea how many hours they put in to that one song for you to be able to sit down and enjoy that song and how many um, criticism they got <laughs> before they release that music yeah. to get you that um, special song, that perfect song for you to you listen. never know. That song might just be just for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I know me as an artist, and I'm, I want to answer that question you said, too. I don't know if it was a question you just put out there, mm -hmm. but definitely, like, folks, if you know me, if uh, for four, uh, four folks that know me, like, from, I'm not talking about DK or OFMU DK, folks that knew Dat Kid DK or folks that knew Dizzy D Flashy before all this rap she got popping, popping, <laughs> when I had that nickname, you know what I mean? Um, like, I didn't thought, thought of giving up multiple times. Like, literally, I didn't thought of giving up multiple times. I damn near, shit, all through high school. I don't know how many times I didn't announced on my Instagram, I'm retiring. <laughs> all through high school, I probably paid, made, like, four or five posts. I'm retiring. I'm cool. You feel me? Just how rap shit go. But then at the end of the day, what keeps me going now is, like, it's bigger than me. Like, it's bigger, it's bigger than family. Mm -hmm. like, or yourself. It's bigger, like, no, bigger it's bigger than, than that. that. It's bigger than everything. Because mm -hmm. how I look at it now, before when I was doing music, I didn't have nothing really tied into it. I didn't have anything. It was just that kid, DK. I'm rapping just to rap. You feel me? I was doing it just to get girls, this and the third. Mm -hmm. But then as life started getting on, going on and I, as I started getting older, I started losing folks. And the folks I was losing was people who... You started really seeing like, life in a different perspective. Yeah, and it was, like, the ones who was, like getting taken away from me and taken away from my friends and stuff like that and my family was the ones who would be the extremely supportive, mm. if not the extremely supportive, the most kind, good-hearted ones. And it's like, I had a lot of friends, Mir, Tana, Day Day, I wish I can name some more, but, you know, other stuff is in the way of that. But when all we lost them, that gave me a different hunger. It was like, Day Day rapped. Day Day's my partner, Queen's little brother. Day Day rapped his ass off. Like, that was probably the hardest young nigga I knew that rapped at the age of 16. And got, you feel me, had to meet his demise early. Mm. We do this shit for him. OFNB go on for him. Like, OFNB goes on for me or OFNB goes on for Tanner. It lives for them. It's a bigger thing than just being music is a bigger thing than just being a rapper it's a bigger thing than just doing anything and it also it's a makes legacy you better 
mm-hmm. I think it makes you better, uh, better um, musician, better everything, and you see life on a whole different yeah. perspective. And it's cold though. They were messaging me up, and it's kind of, it's like it's crazy. We all prisoners to pain. Mm. Like we all like I know Meek Mill shit is expensive pain, and I just basically like a shameless plug for my project. But we all are prisoners to pain. Like you can't run away from pain. Pain is something that's always gonna be there, regardless. If you lost somebody, if you lose somebody, if you you feel me, can't pay your bills, whatever you're going through, especially when it likes death. Like death is one pain that you can't run from, and it's like with that come around, that's always gonna be a hollow feeling inside you. Yep. You feel me? You lose, you lost a grandma or something, you lost a cousin or something. That cousin ain't never going to come back. You might mm-hmm. get another cousin, but that cousin that you get or that newborn won't fulfill that energy that was taken. You feel me? You're always going to be hollow. You're always going to be hurt. And that's like the the key thing to my project and everything around is bases off pain because you just can't run away from it. Yep. It's something you shackle to for life. Like, get old, it grow old with you. It's You probably could be... I know for a fact, I know some people that's in their 60s right now, mm-hmm. still still dreading about shit they did when they was like 20, 13 mm-hmm. years old. You feel me? One thing my uncle told me, and I didn't even get it that deep, but it's a, it's a fucked up thing, a messed up thing when you sit down and you talk to one of your uncles or your OGs, and they, he put me to the side, he pulled me to the side, and he was like, bruh, imagine being, imagine surviving the 70s, surviving the 80s, surviving the 90s, surviving the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Meet your demise for a thirteen-year-old. Like yeah, that's some shit. That's like heavy. when he told me, I sit there and pause. I'm like, bruh, it's like you lived all that. You lived through the worst shit you thought was going on. And you go to the corner store and there's a thirteen-year-old run up on you, just for a name, just just for a name, some clout. You got a chain on, whatever. But they just want it. I started doing interviews and I started meeting people and I started doing everything. And you said, I like the podcast and you said, you want to make it music because it's greater than that. Yes. It's it's for the people that passed away. Yes. Right. And for me, I want to make it, I want to make this a number one podcast in the world because it's, 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 it's for myself. It's for the people who had lived. It's for the, every single artist that sat down with me because yeah. every single artist that said yes to me, Back then, they don't understand that it was it wasn't just a yes. It was more than it that. It was more than that, and that's why I always like I always try to support every single artist that sat down with me on that interview, and I never told it. I never told anybody about this, is because it was more behind that. It was more than just an interview of uh, you saying yes. Mm-hmm. It was you guys gave me your time and purpose, and they g- and you guys gave me a purpose, right? And so I was like, let me do a podcast. I want to make it the number one po- uh, podcast in the world because I want to show I want to show everybody that's possible. For me, I now I see life in a whole different perspective, and I want to and I keep saying that I'm gonna make this the number one podcast in the world because it is it will happen. It will be the number one podcast in the world, and I want everybody to hear that here. Mm-hmm. It will be the number one podcast in the world because it's greater than me. It's more than. It's it's just it's just what I need and and I'm happy now you know yeah. I enjoy what I do I'm happy where I am and I know I know it it gets hard yeah everything gets hard but then it's, it's like every it. fucking day I have to remind myself it's gonna be the number one podcast in the world yeah. 
and I'm gonna make it greater than me and for is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my story and okay. how um on the ground show I like that became. I yep. like that. <laughs> yeah. I also wanna say just to add on to what you said, even though you said this is your first attempt at this, technically it's not. Like you said, waves. I want you to um I remember I said it our last interview. I don't know if you remember it when I said um the word fail. Mm. First attempt in learning. Yep. Of of course I remember. Oh, I I had I do- I kept that on the interview. <laughs> <laughs> That's the I You always throwing facts, man. <laughs> got to. Got to. But that was your first attempt. You learned so much from that one attempt. Even though you mm-hmm. like you said everything crashed on you. That was yeah, that was God. Mm-hmm. Cause when everything's, ah, uh, I'm gonna sound like a oh, I'm gonna sound like my pops. <laughs> yeah. But when everything literally He's is going bad, when everything is breaking, like imagine sitting on the crate challenge. Remember the crate challenge? Mm-hmm. Literally the everybody, hood Olympics. Everybody died. Yeah, oh shit, it was crazy. The hood Olympics. I want you to imagine your life as the the crate challenge, right? Your first attempt at it, going up, you went to the steps, got nervous, didn't want to go too far. Mm. Then you got all to the very top, got to the top, you start seeing everything that's going on, you start seeing, thinking about all the what ifs, this could happen, that could happen, this could go bad, all the doubts. Take that one bad step, the whole thing crashed. Mm. Right? Now, you're in the process of rebuilding that motherfucker. Yep. You on your way back up to the top, you climbing the top. But this time around, you're gonna make it to the other end. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna. You know what you did wrong. You know what caught you off guard. Everything already. It's a clean start, clean slate. Mm-hmm. And so, well, I don't know if you do this, but um, I say this a lot. But it's like it's like kicking the past ass. It's letting the past go. As people always ask, uh, why do sharks never look back in the ocean? Why they keep swimming forward? They never really look back or turn their head to go back and look in where they came. Mm-hmm. And that's because as soon as they go back, they drown. And we not like you know, say fish can't drown, but they yeah. their gills gonna get yeah. fucked up. They turn around, they look back. Everything that's behind them, there's nothing for them back there no more. Mm-hmm. The same fish they swam past just now, they could meet another herd of and a herd, but another. <laughs> I don't know what you hell you call fish when they flock together. They don't flock together, <laughs> yeah. but when they all together. You can meet, um, you're going to see another line of fish. You're going to see another turtle. You're going to see something in front of you that's going to be like, all right, that's better than that little itty-bitty shrimp that I just wa- uh, swam past. Mm. I'm a shark. I'm a lion. Mm-hmm. I'm an ape. I'm not worried about the uh, that little bitty strawberry that I just swung past in these vines. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, uh, bananas, like two blocks up. Not two mm-hmm. blocks up, but like three trees down. I can get to that. Yep. I'm on my way. It was all about just thinking about uh, staying determined, consistency, and then really moving with a plan. Like I said earlier, you gotta gotta see it. You gotta believe it first. Yep. You gotta be and the so first that one. And that's the key: consistency. Consistency is the biggest key. Yep. I I felt like if if you drop a project once a month, uh, mm-hmm. okay, but if you if you try to keep consistent on what you do, mm-hmm. people are gonna oh cool. I'm sorry, fucking with your music. I, I like this. I know my supporters ain't fucking with me right now because it's been a cool minute. I dropped <laughs> some music. <laughs> no, but you're, but you, 
you're active though. Definitely. You're active as in you're doing shows, you're mm-hmm. doing you're working, you're not you're not throwing any any yeah. it, it ha- you did drop something new, right? Or just like sh- what was the name of the song Sharks? Oh, Jaws. Jaws. Jaws, yeah. I dropped Jaws I there a year ago. You did. You all you all good. <laughs> I didn't drop that video to Jaws a year ago. But the crazy thing about that and the reason why I'm at like how I look at my music for me, I think of it as the Nipsey mindset of uh, the marathon. It's not a sprint; it's a marathon. Everybody, everybody got their own race they're running. Everybody trying to get there. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to beat number five, four, five. Number five, four, five probably started from the gate running too fast, might catch a cramp. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to beat number uh six oh two. 602, probably, you feel me? Didn't start that fast, but it kicked that hot. Do you have any new music coming in? Um, right now I'm in the take that off. Right now I'm in the process of working on a um a new project. Project called Prisoner of Pain, Prisoner to Pain. And I really don't have a release date yet. Actually, I do. I do have a release date. Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> release date is gonna be Hopefully, we praying on uh, January 28th. Mm. Um, the 8th and the 28th are both real important days to me. The reason why um, the 8th was Mir's birthday. That was the day when my brother was born. And the 28th is the day my brother Tanner was born. Sadly, both of them we, uh, we lost recently, but that's why they're real important days, and that's why we're hunting down and trying to get those dates. Those are mm-hmm. real important to us. So it's either going to be January 8th or January 28th, but that 28th is going to be him. And right now we're in the process of um, literally we're still knocking out songs. Like right now I want to say I have at least a good 15 done. Like, Ooh, yeah. You've been working. Yes. And the cool thing, we just started, like like I said, last year we still shot the first video. Shot the first video last year. We just finished it this month. Um, We're getting ready to do another video. We're about to shoot the single. Uh, the intro to the project, we're going to shoot that too. And my goal is to have 10 videos for 10 songs. Hopefully, I want to be at least 10 songs, 10 hitters on the project. Percent, I'm giving probably too much information out. That's probably why Lowe's tried to call me. That's the uh, creative director. Yeah, yeah, he, he called <laughs> me. <laughs> but um, You can answer if you want to answer. You can, we can, if you want to put him on the podcast you can put him on the podcast as well uh, he, he called me and hung up so i'm gonna call oh. him back later or okay. something. um but any uh merch coming up we're working on merch right now OFMB merch is on the way i'm working on um hoodies i'm working on t-shirts i will get the t-shirts first most likely i'm working i'm doing something different i'm not gonna say what i'm doing but i'm doing something different a lot of people want to give y'all you know ski masks folks want to give y'all beanies folks want to give y'all this i'm doing something different Real different. I'll tell you off, off yeah. camera. So, um, is there something else you want to add on the show? Um, Stay tuned for this music video. Stay tuned for the project. Um, I'm sure you watch Jaws. Yeah, definitely go watch Jaws. <laughs> um, go watch Jaws and then go watch Project Dreaming too. And then I want for my supporters, for those who don't even know me too. Where can we find you on Instagram and YouTube? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at OFNB DK or at OFNB underscore DK. You can find me on YouTube at OFNB space DK or as one word. I think I still pop up either way. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Google. Um, all streaming platforms, you can find the same thing. 
And then when it comes to this new music that's coming out, I want y'all to understand I'm giving y'all me. I don't care about all the extra shit. I don't care about the gimmicks. I don't care about if y'all look at me funny for the things I say or the things I went through, you feel me? Even in some songs, like one song I talked about me passing out in mm-hmm. um, Fendi. For those that didn't know about that, y'all gonna hear about that in a song. But I put everything in there. I did a lot of, uh, I'm hands-on with every beat. I'm hands-on with every sample. My <laughs> I'm in this project, though, 100% through. Mm. 100% through. Me, Los, Val, everybody that's working, my whole team, because it's a team behind this. We all are in this 100%. It's important to always um, be there for your team. Yes, shout out yep. my team, G. And it's still building, you feel me? If you want to be a part of this OFMB team, not the OFMB family, you feel me? Because you listening, you watching, you already a part of the family. I love you to death, you feel me? I wouldn't be here without you. I wouldn't be literally in this skin without you. Mm-hmm. And you feel me? The OFMB business side, if you want to be a part, if you come to the table with something, if you're a marketer, brand, you feel me, act, anything, we need you. We need you for videos. We need you for anything. You never know. Shoot, if you want to just sit in a studio session and want to be like, hey, I feel like you should say this and not say that, come on. Qualifies as a ghostwriter. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Jump <laughs> on the board. I don't care. Yep. I want everybody to be a part of it because at the end of the day, it's not about me being successful. That's so. that's great. Um, but, yeah, you can find his music on Spotify, um, iTunes, and all uh, platforms. You can find him on Instagram as well. Um, where we can find you on Instagram as again? OFMB underscore DK. Okay, and then YouTube, make sure you watch Jaws. Jaws. I want yeah. the Jaws. Give me the dough, eh? No, I ain't bringing you home, <laughs> eh? Bitch, I might leave you alone. I fucked up for tonight. I'm, I'm leaving I'm you gone I'm on telling the you game. people, you're not going to be disappointed <laughs> on that video. <laughs> oh, shit. That's going to be my you best. Well, we're going to have you uh, performing a song with uh, for us today? Yeah, I'm sure. You ask me what it means to trust, I told you it means everything. You ask me what is love, I told you it was everything. You swore you was loyal, the words ain't mean everything. A prisoner to pain, sometimes just want to chill. Some couples they ain't gotta fight, but we need Dr. Phil. Just think that I was rooting for you. I wasn't on a search of love, somehow recruited on you. Late night, you called my phone, you claimed I did you wrong. You didn't like I had them strippers in my video. You claimed you was by my side and I ain't need oh. Dark days was three months and I ain't even go. Hard times was hard times, I know I'm due for more. But I ain't tripping, I got drugs to make them easier. I wasn't hurt to move my way, you made them easier. I wasn't hurt to be alone, you made it easier. You would tell them I was sleazy, so they ain't wanna meet me, you greasy. But I stay on tense today, Believe me, I know people showing love, they say they need me. My little nieces can see me up on TV. We selling streams nowadays, there's no more CDs. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You asked me what it means to love, I told you it was everything. You asked me what it's trust, I told you it was everything. You swore you was loyal, the words ain't mean everything. A prisoner of pain, sometimes it's one to feel. Two couples they ain't gotta fight, but we need Dr. Phil. You asked me what it means to love, I told you it was everything. You asked me what it's trust, I told you it was everything. You swore you was loyal, the words ain't mean everything. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know.
Coming soon, January 28th. Stay tuned. OFMBDK, you know I got it tatted in me. Long live Mir Moolah, long live Tana, long live T4, long live Day Day. Three the real ones. Gang. Well, you heard it here first. This is an Gang. unreleased song. Thank you so much for bringing that new song here on the show. No problem, we no problem. You heard it here first. Um, is there something you. else that you want to add? Um, just stay tuned, you feel me? Understand that there's literally no limits to where I can be and what I can do. I don't see a limit. Yep. Simple as that. And we're just going to leave it at that. This has been amazing. Thank you guys. Until the next show. Uh, We'll see you. Dribble down legs. Pain up in my heart and show you how long that I struggled at. Trying to get like, I shot my shot until I got a triple double A. Spring up in my heart and show you how long that I struggled. I ain't tripping off the past things. I've been in the fast lane. Never bringing bad things. I've been in my bag, man. They told you stories, now you thinking I'm a bad man. Like, why you acting like you ain't just want my last name? Go and play your games, man. Cause I don't feel ashamed. I ain't something in my DNA. I ain't something in my DNA. Her baby, want my love? Just to be with me Trippin' off your love, nah, baby You can't stay with me I done gave you chances Now I'm dancing, dirty dancing in this world Wanted you to be real with me Now I'm known too real to see Wanna pop out these hoes on me Don't want these hoes, these hoes on me Fella tell me to keep it big I'ma keep it G O F and B, got a chatty to me Want the big, big bags, all the money for the team Wanna have big racks when I pull to the jungle I'm a big ape nigga at Ancho Got a big man, heard that's big man I ain't trippin' off them, yeah Heard you big sad, I ain't been that Been down before, but not Struggle, they ain't trippin' off the fast things I've been in the fast lane, they been bringing back